0: Hello and welcome to Queer Media Pills, the podcast bringing queer media to your ears, one small pill at a time. My name is Mars, my pronouns are he, him, and I'm your host. It's February now, which means it's LGBTQ history month in the UK. Uh, so today I want to talk about a very recent queer success that talks about queer history. And that's the mini series, It's a Sin. If you're in the UK, you can stream it for free on the Channel 4 website. If you're somewhere else, I'm not quite sure, but I'm certain if it's not available at the moment, it will be soon on some major platform because it's such a big hit and it's so good. And honestly, everyone's sort of talking about it. I had people bring it up in my film class, so it's not just limited to like a huge queer audience, it's like really reaching people, which of course, it's it's Russell T Davies the miniseries follows a group of young queer people, a group of friends mostly in their late teens and early twenties, who moved to London in 1981, and uh, through them we follow the HIV AIDS crisis of the 80s, up until um, the show finishes in 1991, and it really goes into what it meant for British queers, uh, which is a point of view that I had not personally seen much before. AIDS crisis stories often focus on like the US, especially San Francisco, which is fair, but it was interesting to see something new. The show, as I mentioned, was written, created and uh, produced by Russell T. Davies. It was directed by Peter Hoare. Of course, it fits in a long line of Russell T. Davies making queer shows, miniseries, and I personally love Cucumber Banana Tofu. Uh, I haven't finished Tofu just because when I was watching, I couldn't find the streaming for it because well no i was absolutely watching it through legal means what, what what why why would i not um yeah no but i find it very funny and entertaining and interesting and I also have a very personal attachment to Queer as Folk, which I have watched when I was way too young. I think it was the first piece of uh, open queer media that I consumed on purpose. I found this bootlegged version on YouTube, dubbed in Italian. I think it was the official dubbing done through like one of those pay-per-view um channels because it's not like it's not like queer as folk was gonna go on national television in italy <laughs> in like what well, early 2000s but but yeah no when i was uh i want to say 13 yeah when i was 13 so i found it on youtube and i binged it all i watched both the uk and the us versions and I absolutely loved it. Was I a bit too young? Probably. But it really meant a lot to me. And in general, I really owe a lot to Russell T Davies in terms of finding characters I could honestly, wholeheartedly relate to. And I'm thinking specifically about the first openly bi man I've ever seen on television, which was Captain Jack Hardness from Doctor Who. Which, oh my god, such a good character. Um... I'm so happy he's back now in the new show. But there is a huge issue with also the way Jack Harkness in Doctor Who is represented. uh, Because uh, it's not like it can't be like that. Basically, for those who haven't seen Doctor Who, Captain Jack Harkness is the time-traveling agent, sort of. His his own spin-off, which I haven't seen. And one of his major character traits is that he'll flirt with anybody and he's a bit, he slips around a lot, and that is a huge stereotype for bi representation, especially when it comes to bi men, because not all bi people are like that. And while one or one character can, uh, overall trend of characters always being that one way, uh, not great. Also, because Russell T. Davies' other shows have also been a bit biphobic. Uh, there's definitely a similar trope in Banana with a character who's like represented as quite promiscuous. Um, which, when I say promiscuous, I don't mean mean in general a person who sleeps around. I mean a specific type of representation of a person who sleeps around who's like cold and doesn't really care about the people he sleeps with. And in general, our presentation is uh, slightly more realistic of this sleeping around. In it's a sin. The character of Richie, played by Oli Alexander, who's uh, like one of the main characters, says he's bi at the very beginning, but then he's very much not to the point that he, he and other people about him say he's gay multiple times. And while there is an experience that can happen, like uh, people thinking they're one. Identity and then figuring out they actually know that happened to me as well I thought I was a lesbian. I got the wrong gender and sexual identity when it's a trend of by people being told They're really actually secretly gay or straight or like monosexual in general again It's a matter of uh, your character as an individual can be whatever It's likely it fits you need to be more careful of the way you represent and the words you use to talk about. my other one problem i had with the show was uh, um, the fact that they did after all choose to focus on a sexually active white twink, which is um, that choice when we talk about historical dramas about the queer community like it's the same problem that films like Stonewall had um, where well Stonewall was much worse because they essentially had a white twink throw the first brick at Stonewall Um, (laughs) a choice for sure it's a Sin definitely doesn't last, first of all, because there's plenty secondary characters who are people of color and that definitely is the right direction to go in and I do want to also take into account that Russell T Davies has said that this is a very personal story to him, which you can really feel in the way characters are portrayed, like even when they do fall into mild stereotypes, they're still fully fleshed out human beings real people so it's fair that he would choose to center the story more on this one white guy even when he's including other people of color because he's talking about his own experience so it wouldn't be fair to apply that narrative yeah but i feel like i've lingered on the bad sides a lot of this show but but it was very good it was very touching i cried which i don't do very easily he said but then like any single gay drama i'm there like oh ah something that i personally really liked is how homophobia is shown like homophobes are shown what they are a varied bunch of people you know like a bunch of different people who have prejudice and hatred and uh, just their own misconceptions a lot of the time and they're all like the characters deal with homophobia quite a bit throughout the show, but it's from very different angles, from the very different people who approach homophobia in very different ways, uh, which is more accurate than just uh, a monolithic unaccepting entity of the homophobes like you know taylor swift you need to calm down style no these are all people who have their own loves and affections and bias and then then cause all this harm because of of all those bias and like the show never forgives them for it which is good we shouldn't forgive that just because we are understanding understanding and forgiving are two very different dynamics but i do think understanding is important and another and another thing i really really appreciated is the joy in this show there's so much joy in it even when it deals with such intense and painful topics there is so much joy which i really think is because it's informed by um Russell t Davies' own experience because you can really see the human side and humans aren't gloomy on average humans don't dwell on on the pain all the time, especially when you're struggling, you don't sit around being broody, that's not how struggle actually looks like most of the time. and the show does talk about the death and the suffering of the AIDS crisis and the horrors, you know? the way homophobia within society and those societal structures of systematic homophobia ended up killing so many people because of like the belief that this was a moral punishment, but the show also really shows us the happiness these people were having these young queer people who were just existing and figuring each other out and figuring out themselves out and figuring relationships with the backdrop of this looming plague, which I think uh, is quite relatable at the moment. Um, but yeah. It shows us all this happiness, which I think we forget about when we talk about the topic the topic of the AIDS crisis most of the time. Uh, we forget the people in the 80s were still loving and laughing and living. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what did I just say? Oh my god. So it shows all this happiness and the pride in being queer that um, I think it really encapsulates it. And I think at some point in the show, um, I'm not gonna get too spoilery, but there is this moment in which one of the characters talks about how they're afraid that when people look back at this time, they'll only look at the death, at the sickness, at the suffering, and they forget that people were living and having fun and being proud, despite it all. And honestly I think that was the breaking point for me like when I say I cried I mean it Uh, you know there's this motto I've seen around this trans joy is resistance and I really agree with it and I think I want to personally extend it into queer joy is resistance because when the world hates you the most radical act you can take is to choose Happiness, where you can find it, and I'm not saying oh be happy despite it all. I know it's hard. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that to the extent, to the extent you have power over, to the ex- to the extent we have power over, we shouldn't forget that being queer is beautiful it's not all suffering and there's so much talk about suffering you know and it's such a big trope in like the bury your gays and yes some gays are buried in this show like they were at the time because you can't talk about aids without showing the death and suffering it caused but first of all some survived which doesn't always happen in aids films it's always like oh Everyone dies. Um, No, not everyone dies. And we are still here. But even if everyone died, that wouldn't mean we haven't lived. Which I think this show really really brings home this point that there was worth it no matter what. Yeah, I feel like we went off the deep end over here um, And I don't know how to wrap it up because I got so intense Um, Well um, god um our next episode is on next friday at 4 p.m and until then goodbye